Best T-shirts out of Tristan through the Nines. Who's this on the catwalk? It's all the best lines. Adam gives tens. Smokey gives nines. Put them together, you get all the best lines. Who's the canary what trilled the twerp? He wants to know who sang the ditty. He wants to know what's your name. Annie Snodgrass. Boy, nothing can take the place of your mother, can it? You can't prove it by me. I was an incubator, baby. Why couldn't the pirates play cards? Because they kept stealing all the diamonds. Oh, that's actually a very good answer. No, because <laughs> the captain was stood on the deck. Hey! I had some smoky salmon on toast this morning, and I thought of you. It made you think of me, did it? Yeah, yeah. It made me smell all the time. Oh, <laughs> that's kind of what I do. If anything, it proves that Maiden write good, good song. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Absolutely> <laughs> I'm far too innocent for this kind of talk. Best Lines is filmed before a live studio audience. Hello and welcome to All the Best Lines. Uh, it's my I turn to start. Can you please just back off? <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to All the Best Lines. He was just jumping in, Smokey. I like to start the show sometimes, you know. You're a bit selfish, aren't you, sir? I, I am. <laughs> I am. I, I, I apologise wholeheartedly. <laughs> I'll try not to laughing. We're gonna. I we're finally fighting over who gets to start the show. Do you know? I mean, uh, uh, maybe that's the way forward. You know, we should be proud of our output and just say, right, no, mine, mine. <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Very proud of this. It's been a while as well, isn't it? It's been a really long time. Life has been. Uh, right, you know. The human race in the last three years has had a really bad time, right? You know, everything's gone to to crap. And don't get me wrong, there's been some upsides to it, you know? There's been some alright bits. But 2023 can just bite my b****. It's been crap. It has been my worst year. It's been mine. Things going wrong. You've had a, a recent tragedy in your family... Yep, and uh, I know you lost your dad, and your dad was a big old fan of this show. So, um, yeah, it was a uh, yeah, very sorry to. Uh, well, I think I I think I speak for everyone when mm. you know condolences to you and and yours, and um, yeah, sorry he he sounded like a lovely man. So um, I, very sorry. I appreciate that you've lost that in your life. So. No, I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Um, yeah, I mean, I, some people who listen to to the House of Hammer, I talked about it a little bit on there. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a horrible thing uh, when you when your parent dies. Obviously, I was <laughs> blissfully unaware of how horrible it was uh, before this <laughs> before this happened. Obviously, but um, yeah, uh, yeah, and it's a bit it's a bit crap. But as I, as I said to you, um, I think I, I I texted you from the oh yes, I did. I texted you from the hospital. Uh, which had the worst, well, sorry, the most random waiting room in the world. Do you remember I texted you that, that photo of their, their Golden Age cinema tribute that they had in yeah. the hospital waiting room, which was random because not only did they have, you know, Marilyn and Cary Grant and all this, but they also had Bobby Moore in there as well, which <laughs> was... Famous film star, yeah. Very strange. Well, yeah, I mean, he was, was in an that escape uh, to what, victory. Escape to victory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there you go. But he no, belongs um, with the greats. He, he really does. Um, but no, it was the. I, it was the second second to the last time I saw my old man, and um, and he, he had his um, headphones in from his iPad when we walked into his into his into his room, and 
lo and behold, he was listening to all the best lines. He was he, he had it on right there and then. And why, and why a, was he trying to torture himself? Yeah. <laughs> he had a big <laughs> smile on his face. And uh, and he loved you to pieces. He would always ask after you, always. Oh. And as I say, he, he knew uh, various bits about your uh, personal life, about moving house and blah, 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 and whatever. And he knew I'd go down to see you every now and again. And yeah, he would always ask after you. And Ben and Kev, he would ask after every single one of you. He, he loved you all to pieces. And yeah, and so you know in the future when we're old and decrepit and we're not making the show anymore the memory of him listening to our show that we make is always going to be there for me and it it means a lot to me it really does it's lovely that he was so into something that his son was making as well yeah so yeah Yeah. i mean i try very hard to enjoy the things my son makes but um i just it's all computer games isn't it i love them (laughs) (laughs) i love you he heard that. Uh, yeah, he did, yeah. <laughs> now he's looking at me like he's doing that. <laughs> anyway. He's not. Um, yeah. He's not. <laughs> he's not. Well, yeah. we're going to come on to that a little bit later on because uh, our next episode, if you if you uh, will indulge me, is going to be a little bit of a uh, something for my old man. Um, cool. Yeah. But we'll talk about that uh, at the end of the episode. Um, but as we say, yeah, uh, this year has been a bit shit. But... Yeah. We are here, and that's the main thing. And we are recording. That's always good. Uh-huh. Um, before we go on and talk about this film you've brought us, um, well, I can tell you hate yeah. it already. I, I'm not saying <laughs> talk about this film that you <laughs> brought us. I'm not saying anything about this film. I've watched. I've watched this film twice in in the last week. Do we have any correspondence? We do, and that's what I was going to go on to um, before we go on to the film. Now, in a break from tradition we got sent an email from uh stephen ripley nice he's just yeah i do because he's just signed up uh to my patreon so um we've been we've been chatting this week so yeah lovely cool very nice man okay well stephen says hello stephen by the way let's start with that stephen and and i did i i emailed stephen and i said yeah look this is a wonderful email but uh do you mind if i instead of replying properly here me and adam just talk about on the show and he was more than happy for us to do that so so thank you Stephen. Uh, uh Stephen says I've recently discovered your podcast and I just wanted to tell you how much I enjoy it. You guys have a delightful rapport and what fun it is to dig into these old classics with you. I'm a massive old film fan and you guys are just the ticket. Over the past few days I've watched Obsession and The Brighton Strangler for the <gasps> first time. Wow. You know the place in my heart. Uh-huh. <laughs> he says thank you for introducing them to me. Uh, I really enjoyed Obsession. I kind of d- disagree with you about the ending. I thought it was perfect. Norton got his man. Newton went to the clinker. Sally took a powder. And Phil and Monty clearly belong together. Monty's the dog, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I remember it. Yeah. Um, says, uh, with no one left at home, I presume the Riordan butler can now sneak down to the basement and play with the trains. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Uh, he says, I give it a true nine. That's pretty mm. damn good. Yeah. Oh, nice. here this is well. This is obviously for you, Adam. He says the Brighton Strangler is a mad little tale. Sorry, <laughs> you pronounced masterpiece wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first syllable, right, Smokes? It's true, actually. Yeah, <laughs> the, a masterpiece little tale. Yeah, no, that yeah. doesn't work. Mad little tale. Uh, the scene with the blind soldier floored me. <laughs> it was absolutely from left field. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob the American soldier is hilarious with his jaunty lingo oh. that no one understands. You were having a dilly of a nightmare. <laughs> Dude, what? What man says dilly? Strangle. Strangle. <laughs> Must strangle you. Strangle. There's no way in there. It's a me. The film is simply and utterly wonderfully terrible, and I loved it. <laughs> I also give it a nine in the same way I give Bride of the in the same way I give Bride of the Monster a nine. I I Stephen haven't Ripley seen Bride sounds of like the a Monster. man after my own heart. Yeah, Bride of the Monster is great fun. <laughs> is it is it a nine? Would you give it a nine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? As long as it's not a ten, because then you're really putting yourself out there, right? But yeah. It joins. Yep. It's part of that group of films that I could watch anytime. So. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, fair enough. 
he says, uh, well done, guys. Keep up, keep up the good work. Um, so you've mentioned this film in passing, and we did many, many episodes ago. And he says, and it is my suggestion for your podcast. Green for danger, please. It's the mm. best. Is it? Sorry. Is it the best screen mystery ever done? It may be. He says, um, "It's often held up as the perfect murder mystery on film." Uh, I think I can't remember who it was, but they said there have been two perfect murder mysteries on film, um, which were the Kennel Murder Case with William Powell and Green for Danger with Alistair Sim, because okay. they are the perfect. I think if I if I'm right in saying the perfect balance of they spoon feed you everything you need to know, but cleverly disguise it enough. So that when you get to the end, you're utterly confounded, but you slap your thigh and think it was all there in front of me. It's that kind of thing, you know? So, right. um, yeah, apparently those two are perfect examples. Green for Danger and the Kennel Murder Case, Kennel Murder Mystery, whatever it's called. Fire Roger. Events. Yeah. Well, we, we yeah. will add it to the list, I'm sure. It's got Sally Gray in it, too. Oh. I know it has Sally Gray in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. Ah, well. Uh, I was going to save it till after, but I might as well say it now. Well, after uh, uh, last night, I was at a loose end, and I went on my DVR because it's just filled with bloody films, and um, and I thought, right, I'm going to watch for what because of everything I do, you know, for uh, horror or um, uh, for Hammer movies, you know, I'm always watching something else. And so I thought, well, do you know what? I'm just I'm going to watch. Uh, a golden age movie i am Uh, and i looked and i saw green for danger and i thought well i'll tell you what i'm not gonna watch that now because i had that recorded i said i'm not gonna watch that now because if we do it for all the best lines i'll watch it another time Mm. and so because um when you were part of hammer we did uh dick barton and with uh, don lovely don stannard and i remembered at the time that he was in a film called pig string and sealing wax oh yeah it's a great film and I recorded yeah. that, and so I thought I'd watch that last night, and so I watched it's that Ealing instead. Ealing, Ealing noir sort of murder mystery, isn't it? Gordon Jackson and Merlin yeah. Johnson. Yeah, what do yeah. you think? Uh, Sally Ann Howes as well, which yeah. is... Googie really, 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 yeah, Googie Withers. Yes, Googie Withers, yes, yes, yeah. Um, what did I think? Uh, I, I thought it was fine. I thought I yeah. thought it was um, uh, a little muddled with what it wanted to do, and the, the mm. ending was... was uh, in parts gratifying and in parts horrifying, but um, I I did enjoy it. It wasn't a bad film, but it was it was nice to see. But just because I I when we did Dick Barton, I did the segment on Don Standard, so I kind of feel a little affinity for him, bless him. And so it was lovely. I mean, he's only on screen for about two minutes, but it was just nice mm. to see him, and he and he played his part very well. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, it was just nice to to because I very rarely watch sort of golden age things where it, it's not. Uh, for this show or for uh, your film club or whatever and so yeah it was just nice to sit down and, and check out a little bit of that yeah cool it was it was oh. good it was good to see uh nice. but that that was uh steven's email so thank you steven um however adam i do have a surprise for you go on is this steve <laughs> steven wrote us again oh okay <laughs> but this one i didn't send to you because <laughs> i thought it was really funny <laughs> okay okay <laughs> He says, hi, Smokey and Adam. He says, I thought I'd send you a quick email after listening to your His Girl Friday episode. Oh, dear. (laughs) He says, I have a message for you guys. (laughs) I'm going to lean back. His message. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) He says, I absolutely love His Girl Friday. It's an Mm. 11. It resets the rating system to eleven. Okay, no, fair enough. Uh, fair enough. No, no, I know loads of people. Loads of people who absolutely I, I, adore it. I oh, oh I know. I got it. I got a, a, an email via the House of Hammer uh, after I'd uh, classed his girl Friday as craptacular. Someone was really upset with me after calling it that. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but he continues. Uh, Everything you don't like about his girl Friday, I like about his girl Friday. When okay. it plummets for you, it soars for me. Don't know what else to say, really. He says, "I love you guys, and I <laughs> and I remain loyal even when you make me crazy. Maybe especially when you make me crazy." Mm. And now he he, do, he does add a PS where he says, "I watched Singing Like It this week, uh, getting ready for your next podcast." Well, 
You guys have magically done it again. Pulled yet another delight, delightful film I have never heard of out of your hat. It is a jewel. So uh, he's he's fifty percent right on his email. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Stephen, I th- you know we were doing that his girl Friday episode, and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to get absolutely roasted for this. It's one of those films I think you kind of. S- feel like you have to say you like because it's his girl friday and it's like there's no such film. thing yeah i know the, the thing is I, I you know I, you don't have I, to you don't you don't have to like citizen k no, you don't have yeah, to yeah, like I, vertigo I, no no i totally agree but um it's i do feel sometimes it's like oh no i'm gonna get kicked back for this because i'm being honest and yeah it was honest it's just i just don't like it I don't know, right? it's not a film i ever choose to watch and when Look, the tom brought it to the table i was like Oh, no. Look, mate, you, you, you can you can love the Brighton Strangler, or you can love Blade Runner, or the Karate Kid, or American Wolf in London, or Terminator Two, or whatever. But you know, there is no such thing as the greatest movie of all time. There is no such thing as the best movie ever made. You know, we we we've done, uh, we've recorded the quiz on the IMDb Top Two Hundred and Fifty. Well, parts of it, right? And who agrees with that top ten? In that order? No one. Mm. Not mm. one single person agrees with that top ten. Shawshank Redemption is a great film, but... It's a lovely yeah. film. I, it's just that more people like it than mm-hmm. don't like it. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm one of them. I, I, you know, the thing, but you know what I mean? Thank it's you like, for that wonderfully precise... <laughs> dissertation mr Roach. also if i say i like the film yeah. that gives it a positive and helps lift it up a chart doesn't mean sure. i love the film doesn't mean it's my number one film of all time but as, as long as someone's saying yeah it's a good film yeah you know th- then it gets pushed up this chart this is the imdb 250 it's just have you seen it yes do you like it or not no and no. it goes up and down i i, so I disagree i think it's that. more about it's more about the mass appeal of films than uh, i i disagree with that because the imdb top 250 every film is rated out of 10 yeah so so you so you 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 enter your your score and the algorithm works it out, right? Yeah. So yeah. so what what would you give Shawshank out of ten? Eight, eight point five, maybe. I, I'd I mean, give it an I, eight, maybe yeah, a nine at a push. It's incredibly long, so that takes it down yeah. for me. And uh, and then you know it's not a sort of film I don't want to be overwrought all the time, so that takes it down. <laughs> but it's a great film. But I mean, if if anything gets over a five or a six, then it's going to be positive on the algorithm, isn't it? I, so I agree. I agree with that. But but then like uh, the problem with that is. <laughs> You notice we're doing this a lot more on these shows. We're spending half an hour talking about the film and about an hour and a half at the beginning. Here's what we should do about the state of film criticism. I'm glad you said that because we're going to come back to it a little bit later as well. But but the problem is, right, right, so so, so, I don't know what it is, the top 50 or whatever it is of that, is uh, when sequels come into play. So, like, personally, I would rate uh, uh, Godfather 2 just slightly less than Godfather. I prefer Godfather, the first Godfather, than Godfather Two, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's the same with Alien and Aliens, or Terminator One and Terminator Two, or Batman Begins, Dark Knight Rises, whatever, right? So you've got the sequels, and that's where the algorithm is a little bit messed up, because you can, I, I could rate both Terminator and Terminator Two a nine, but I prefer Terminator Two. Th- mm-hmm. That's the problem with that, isn't it? It's not a ten, mm-hmm. but although it is, Terminator Two is a ten, but you know what I mean. It's mm. there. There is that difference between the algorithm and sequels. The thing is, with with the with that with the IMDb two fifty as well, it's kind of it's a little bit broken because Shawshank's been at number one now for for so long that yeah. people see it because it's the number one show, not mm. not because you know. So so a new film doesn't have as much chance of ever. No, I don't think it's going to be dethroned for the next 10 years because the, but the, people go oh what's the INDB 250 and what's that a number one short I've never, never seen it oh they either say oh I've seen that yeah I must add my rating to it or I've never seen yeah. that let me watch it oh, oh yeah it's yeah. a good film yeah, I'll add my rating to it so it's like it feeds itself it's like a snake eating its own tail true it's alright it, it's, it's a good it's a good way of doing it. but you know I don't think there's any sort of definitive way of saying hey everyone what's your favourite film in the world um, let's make a new chart every week <laughs> That that would be the only way to do it. Anyway, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Oh, no, um, no, no, no. Can I, I quickly say? Um, I've yeah. just thought of something. Um, sorry, this is a complete left field thing, but um, just so you know, in between the last episode of this show and this episode, we have got a new feed. So if yes. you 
if you see anomalous activity on yeah. our uh, podcast feed, you know, if you get older shows downloading themselves again, then apologies, you know just delete them or whatever you need to. Do you know what people? Um, I know you got contacted by various listeners, and so did I, um, because we were we were on an, a provider, and it all went a bit weird, and so we had to shift, and so we did. And then, but we moved, and everyone that we told, and you know, who got in contact with us, was very receptive and very kind and very nice on our Twitter and our Facebook and and whatever and and private messages. And so it was very sweet of them to do so. Um, but yes, we are we are on a new feed. So, but the problem is, is that you say this, and the people who are on the old feed won't hear this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a little problematic. Yeah, um, I mean, if your shows are coming down as normal. Yeah. But with a few extra old ones, then mm. you know you're all good. If yeah. if you haven't heard this episode because you strangely unsubscribed, then uh, hi, how are you? Yeah, yeah. Hello. You, you it's missed nice our, to see you, you again. You missed our free money giveaway. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. Um, before we move on to the film, we will get onto it. I would just like to say this as well, um, because in I mean it was bloody ages ago now, but when we talked about uh, TCM and all the problems they were having. And all that, uh, we got a, such a lovely response to that of us speaking out about it. You know, from us being so far away and having to deal with that nonsense, uh-huh. that was really that was really nice. You know, and it wasn't we weren't pandering. We were literally, you know, sort of saying, you know, our friends love that channel and we want it to continue being a force for good. And you know, yeah, and we got a lovely response. We did, yeah, and I'm sure that eleven voices that we touched really. <laughs> They've really made a difference in the Adam lobbying. hates being nice, so I I yeah. do it for him. Um, <laughs> All right, come on, let's talk about film. <laughs> let's let's talk it. about film. All right, Adam picked uh, 1934's Sing and Like It, um, starring. Uh, <laughs> now, see, I I was loving this. I I I loved going through the cast because I. It's, as is so often the case with so many of um, uh, Golden Age Cinema, I recognise a load of people and don't know where I know them from. And mm-hmm. obviously, uh, Zazu Pitts, I've, I've recognised her a couple of things. And uh, obviously, uh, Ev- <laughs> Edward Everett Horton, uh, mm-hmm. Nat Pendleton as well. Um, Ned Sparks, I didn't recognise. How did I not recognise him with that face, <laughs> by the way? <laughs> um, right. It is, yeah. Um, but j- just as a a little refresher to everyone. Why did you pick this one for us to watch? Um, because I was on a bit of an Edward Everett Horton kick a little while ago, and I was like, there must be some films of his I haven't seen. So I went on a bit of a hunt, and um, I found about, I think about seven or eight films of his I hadn't seen. And this was one of them. And I was like, why haven't I seen that? It's Nat Pendleton, for goodness sake. He's like one of my favourites. Edward Everett Horton, one of my favourites. So to put them together, I really must see that film. And I put it on, and I wasn't expecting anything from it. And singing like I thought it was going to be, oh, it's going to be a musical. You know, I just... Because the musical, for me, I I don't hate them as much as you do. But for me, they're just like... When the songs are on, it's wallpaper. And as soon as they start talking again, I sort of give it my attention. Especially if I'm cooking, which is the general environment in which I watch movies. So I was watching this and I was thinking, wow, not many songs, that's good. And then the mother song starts. I'm like, oh, okay, my God, that woman's really bad at singing that tune. <laughs> and then um, I found out that was the joke. And then I was just utterly captivated. I think I burnt my potatoes. I was so uh, mm. I was so into it. Is I just thought it was really smart. <laughs> I thought it was really smart, really funny. I loved, I just think the dialogue in it is really, really great. And um, I yeah. was so captivated that I... I made it my next review and um yeah i've been i've been lionizing it i think it's kind of a really underseen little gem mm. um it's got a really smart concept and crucially it's really funny like mm-hmm. some of the comedy from this era doesn't translate um yeah but when you have i think when it's more acidic when yeah. there's lots of put downs um and in there just yeah i know it's just <laughs> <laughs> You know that stuff. If it's done well and it's something fresh and original and stuff you haven't mm. heard before, then, then yeah, I was really taken with it. I, I, I say it's like 
um, it's Love I'm After, I think it's one of the most hilarious films ever. Yeah, it was great. And this was, for me, one of those kind of discoveries. I was like laughing sure. and got to the end. I was like, wow, that was such an entertaining little film. Why don't more people know about it? So I've been sort of evangelizing about it ever since, which is why I brought it to the table. I can see that. I totally can. I, I would just like to correct a little bit there. I don't hate musicals. Yeah, you do. Famous I don't. I don't. They're just they're just not for me. Uh, the 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 whole uh, the the, the whole uh, thing of especially golden age uh, musicals of that looking at each other and smiling and dancing and breaking out in a song for no Happiness. reason. It's it, it, yeah. no. It's it's it's, it's, you, it's just the joy the the. The 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 vast the vivacious I've, the yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I've said it before. I don't like forced uh, happiness. I don't like forced uh, jo- joviality. I just don't like it. It's like no. Christmas. I don't I don't like it being forced upon me. And that's when you watch a musical. Normally, is that's what's ha- that's what happens, right? And no. I and I find it's it like cringeworthy. Yeah. I find it really cringeworthy. I find it embarrassing for the people involved as well. I mean, I watched yeah. well, the, uh, the actors acting happy because they've been told to act happy in a in a yeah. film, a fictional yeah. film, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. No, I get you. I, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I've I've, I've seen Singing in the Rain, I've seen Top Hat, I've seen Swing Time, and all this, and it's the it's the faux smile they have to do while they're dancing. It's just like, oh, you poor poor people, you are train professionals and you're having to do that i find it hideous it's like with um strictly in this country or dancing with uh, with the stars in america it's like oh you poor poor people having to dress in those silly things and smile at each other it's like i i feel for you so so much i really do and that's why i won't watch it however the main point of this is this isn't a musical no no you think it's going to be a musical but it's not i did. And and also that mother song could do one. <laughs> I'd rather listen. I would rather listen to Mr. T doing his mother like the other. I would rather listen to that mother song than this. I think, I, it, I think, but that's the point, though, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> yes, it is. It is. I know, but dear God. As you win your way through life amid the bad and good, let your memory carry you back to your babyhood. And though to the bitter end you keep seeking for a friend, you forget the real one, though I don't know how you could. Right from the very start Who keeps you in her heart Your mother Who calmed your baby I need to ask, I need to ask straight away uh, Do you watch uh, Only Murders in the Building? Uh, I watched the first season I haven't watched any since But um, you know, I, I, I like it and want to get to it but, yeah. Okay, well, well uh, the, the third season has literally just finished It finished this week at time of recording uh, and it moves uh, out of the building, which, considering the title of the show, is a bit of a misnomer. But it moves out of the building and it moves into the theatre. And Steve Martin has a song that he has to sing over and over again uh, during the runtime of the third season. And it's the most earworm annoying thing you've ever heard. That it's just, oh my God. But, but. Not not only that, the reason I bring it up is that if Martin Shaw hasn't watched uh, Edward Everett Horton in this and copied his performance as a theatre director, I would be very, very surprised. Martin Shaw in season three of Only Murders in the Building is uh, Adam Frink in this. <laughs> it's remarkably similar. Mm. It's because uh, I, as I said, I literally just finished watching the season on Monday or Tuesday, whenever Tuesday, and mm. now we're on Thursday, and it's just sort of like, oh my god, that's Martin Short. Mm. It was mind blowing watching it after watching that season. Yeah, I Excellent. was very impressed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you should watch season three. Don't watch season two. Oh, crap. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, Cara Delevingne. Ugh. Anyway, so. The basic plotline of this, and also this was a little surprise to me, was I was watching this going, hang on, I've seen this movie before. And obviously I hadn't, 
But this is Bullets Over Broadway. Is it? I don't know what that is. The, the Woody Allen movie. And so, okay, fair enough. Well, I, mm. it's a Woody Allen film. And uh, and so I looked into it, and Woody Allen has said that this, uh, singing like it, is the main inspiration for Bullets Over Broadway. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, I didn't know that. I've not, not, not even seen that fact anywhere about, about this film. So um, Yes. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, I won't say it's a direct... Uh, remake or copy, but the um, the themes of it uh, and the central plot is very very similar. Should we quickly say what the? Um, I don't think we need to go blow by blow on this no. one because no. it's just comedic incident. You need to go scene by scene, doesn't it? So all we'll do is just make go it sound it. really unfunny if we go, and then what happened? No, um, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> do you know what it. I mean? But basically, what happens is Nat Pendleton is a crime boss, and he's having terrible trouble with his missus, who is so good. <laughs> the dialogue between them two is fantastic. And there's a whole running gag about she keeps leaving chewing gum everywhere. Gum, gum. There's gum in the telephone. There's gum behind the lapels of me suits. I steps in it. I sits in it. I combs it out of me hair. The only place I don't find gum, you ain't been. Now listen, I'm getting fed up. If you ain't exercising that pan of yours yapping about a career, you're chawing gum. But he is head of a gang, uh, which features, you know, Ned Sparks, <laughs> Toots Maguire. He's wonderful. He's the best because he's so deadpan. Yes. So whenever he is... <laughs> well, we'll get to it. But basically, one night they are robbing, uh, is it like an office building... Yeah, they're doing, it's, their fir- it's their first attempt at safe cracking. Yeah. Right, yeah. And um, they're, they're cracking the safe, and the, Nat hears this voice wafting <laughs> through the window, and it's, oh, God. I mean, how would you describe her voice? I mean, I you know, obviously, with uh, of having seen it very recently, uh, it's very uh, Florence Foster Jenkins. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, having yeah. seen Florence Foster Meryl Jenkins. Street. Yeah. Who always took your part? Right from the very start Keeps you in her heart Your mother Who calmed your baby fears And onward through the years All right, take the door Brushed away your tears Your mother When trouble, pain and sorrow Come to call However, it's not as out of tune as they make out. Oh, it, I mean, they come make on. it out to be—they <laughs> they make it out to be dreadful, but mm. it's just a little flat. The it's thing is, not the worst noise in the world. I think that's because, to modern ears, we've heard way worse. But in those mm. days, if you couldn't sing, you didn't sing. You know, and yeah, it was like, yeah, that's true. It's true. It's like I've heard—I've seen films where someone's played a piano, and because they haven't played the tempo right, they've gone, oh. You know, terrible, dreadful, don't ever... You know, and you hear, you see that a lot. And So I think it was something to do with the time. If you couldn't yeah. sing, then for God's sake, you didn't put yourself out there at all. We've seen mm-hmm. X Factor and Britain <laughs> Talent now, so we're, so we're used to bad singers. Yeah, <laughs> like, she is pretty good. Fair enough. Anyway, so they're cra- cracking the safe. They are arrested by the sound of this song, I hesitate to call it that, floating in through the window. The men who are cracking the safe just sort of shudder in horror and can't believe how, how bad it is. And, God, oh, Jesus, at least it's, you know, making their drills sound a bit better in comparison. <laughs> and then Nat Pendleton turns from the window where he's been stood and he has a tear in his eye. And it turns out that he has been absolutely enchanted by this, what he assumes to be and an angel somewhere in the heaven. Sounds like an angel. Somebody must be plucking the feathers out of her wings. Sounds like an angel. <laughs> yeah, having his wings plucked. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Anyway, it turns out that the owner of this voice is one Annie Snodgrass, who is up <laughs> rehearsing for like an amateur theatrical review. So Nat Pendleton says drop the tools guys we're going to find out who owns this angelic voice and they march on up there and they you know sing like this they yeah. make her do it again and they watch her like this you know. and he comes up with the idea she he's the only person in the world who thinks she can sing even she's her voice yeah she's a star and what he's going to do is he's going to show the world his his new discovery yeah. so he hires 
Broadway's leading producer, played by Edward Everett Horton. Now, there's no more perfect person to be playing this part because he's king of the double take, as you know, king of the witty one-liner. So um, he is basically bullied into casting Annie Snodgrass in the lead of his massive budget Broadway musical. He has the worst singer of all time leading the, the you know the show and it, it, that's that's the basic concept she is very <laughs> self-aware mm. that she is not the best ever mm. i mean there, there's wonderful uh, uh when they're rehearsing later in the film and the uh you know stage director is sort of saying right uh, it's your turn to sing a song now and she just keeps going now now <laughs> And it's like, yes, just start singing. Everything's perfect about the setup, though. I mean, even her name. And there's one point where he goes, what is your name? Get the canary down here. You mean Miss Snodgrass? Oh, I knew it would be Snodgrass. Oh, I knew it would be Snodgrass. (laughs) (laughs) Snodgrass. Can't put a name up in lights because it's that. (laughs) Oh, God, it's just so funny. But as I say, the the whole thing is just basically... Everyone trying through these little caustic remarks to convince Nat Pendleton that he's totally wrong um, all the way through, which sounds very whimsical and light, and it's only a 72-minute film, but that's the concept. She is Florence Foster Jenkins, he's convinced she's Gabriel from heaven, and, um, yeah, stick her in a Broadway show. Right from the very start. Did you ever hear such a voice? Not emanating from a human throat, no. That song's gonna have all Broadway on its feet, running for the nearest exit. Well, if you want me, I'll be out inside. With me. When trouble came and sorrow came to call, you long for someone's kiss to cure it all. Who taught you wrong from right while holding you so tight? No, no, no. Boy, don't that song get you. And what do you take of that voice? I think it's the most excruciatingly strident thing I have ever heard. Yeah, it is beautiful, ain't it? Here I am. Adam Frank. Not Adam Frank, the stage producer. Can you imagine, Oswald? Adam Frank. Oh, Mr. Frank, you're giving me goose pimples all over. Well, it's mutual, I assure you. I think we should probably get this out of the way uh, sooner rather than later. Is that obviously Hayes Code being in effect? Um, mm-hmm. This uh, snuck under the radar, apparently, according to the trivia. But, I mean, there are uncomfortable moments in this. Um, there's obviously, uh, <laughs> I mean, not to put too to find a point on it is that Annie agrees right at the very beginning unbeknownst to her this is uh, not needed but she says basically I'm going to be a star and if it takes me sleeping with the boss then I'm going to do it <laughs> um, and she she is betrothed to another uh, mm. what's his name Oswald I think it was yeah Oswald. and um, yeah and that's a little okay but then there's also the fact is that uh, Ruby, who is wonderful, by the way, who's yeah, that? She's That's great. Pert Kelton. Pert Kelton, she's yeah. wonderful. Um, mm. the, the, anytime she says anything wrong, she gets hit. Quote unquote comedic scene where it turns out that she has two black eyes because she spoke up too much. I mean, that's obviously we're, we're looking at these with 20th, uh, 21st century uh, vision, but I mean, it's, it's a little icky, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. 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 All right. We'll get it out of the way. So, yeah, this, yeah, problematic, as I say. However, the the following, you know, sort of, as you say, it's a very short film, and mm. the sort of middle half hour or so is, is very sweet, because <laughs> because you have this person who is, does not belong on a, you know, sort of Broadway stage, being on a Broadway mm. stage, and... <laughs> And you have this gangster in the front row applauding and whistling every time she sings the song, which I'm <laughs> Just sure the will same song drop into yeah. the edit at some point many times. Who always took your part right from the very start? Who 
Yeah, uh, but then also is that <laughs> Nat Pendleton says, well, the, the script isn't funny enough. So he gets his gangster mate to put in jokes <laughs> that aren't funny. It's just so, I just love the setup. Is <laughs> everyone ever watching his life crumble before his eyes? Oh. He's forced to have this, you know, tortured angel singing in his show, and then he's forced to have all these really unfunny jokes put in his show. <laughs> Poor guy. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, I mean, he. if I'm going to be very, very basic, as we said, it's Florence Foster Jenkins, but, you know, smush it with the Sopranos or something. Plus gangsters, it? yeah. 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 Mm. And, uh, but as, as a conceit, it works really well. Mm-hmm. You know, it really, really does. And, um, and I think that Nat Pendleton, Nat Pendleton plays this really well. Yeah. Um, it's very of its time, though. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this is thirty-four, and so there is no pause for a, a joke to land. I mean, it's it's quick-fire dialogue happening all the time. Mm. But when you're watching it, it 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 doesn't matter because you just get sort of swept away with it all, and they're all just firing it all off. I mean, ever especially uh, especially Ruby. I mean, she's just. I mean, the, you know, the stereotypical term is a firecracker, and she just nails it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think if I've actually seen her in anything else. Um, I'm trying to say, uh, oh, you can't take it with you? Um, oh, that's the only other thing I've seen her in, for yeah, me personally. I mean, uh, yeah. Nothing massive, is it? It's, you can't take it with you, and she's uncredited in that. She's just one of the inmates. Oh, is she really? So, uh, oh. Yeah, so, yeah. But she's, as you say, she's a really cracking sort of, you know, Gal Friday character. Yeah. A really funny sort of gangster's mod. And yeah, I do agree there are problematic things. But um, it's never done it sadistically or anything like no. that. It's all, it's like watching a cartoon. Like, I watched a film called um, Smarty with Joan Blondell, actually. And oh. it's all about, yeah, it's all about her. It's a comedy, but it's, you want to talk about uncomfortable, it's really some of it is like oh god and i've i've been i've been sort of thinking maybe i should show this for film club maybe i should review it but mm. i just think some films i think are probably just best put in a drawer and left um yeah. because you know the whole thesis of that film is it's fine to beat your girlfriend up if she's if she's out of line she's basically like your pet so you whack her back into line and you know occasionally they like it and that's the whole yeah. thing about this film smarty so I've just sort of thought, no, because there's nothing... It's just a bit too murky for me, and I don't like it. There's no getting away from it. I mean, here, look. I mean, this is uh, this is from 1934. Next year, yeah. this is this is 100 years old. Uh, no, uh, sorry. <laughs> it's... it's <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> but it's a long time ago. Yeah. And sensibilities change. You've got to move with the times, and you've got to... Yeah realise we don't do that shit anymore and yeah. it's tricky the Go problem on. is by focusing this this much on that part of this film yeah. it yeah. sounds like it's a domestic abuse film and it's not at no. all no no it's no, just it's not. It, no. it just bumps into it slightly in a in a comedic way and while you will Go, oh my god, you shouldn't be hit women. I totally get it. But it's it's like um I don't want listeners to, to think that it's no they're gonna go into it being no, triggered no. or something I like that. Ju- I, not, ju- I just I just wanted to highlight that first it. before we before we moved on. Okay, cool. Um because at the heart of this all, this is this is this is a male orientated romantic comedy. Mm. It's not a musical. I mean, this is about Nat Pendleton falling in love but with a woman's voice not with the woman herself yeah you do expect them to, to sort of run off together at the end but yeah they don't do they she <laughs> right this is quite refreshing right i i wanted to ask you this actually right so at the end of the film the very end of the film the last mm. two three minutes there are two two twist endings to this film mm-hmm. okay and i wanted to know whether we spoil them or not yeah go for it all right, okay. So as I say, the the quite bold thing, especially as I say with the Hayes Code going on, is that Annie has resigned herself and told her in uh, betrothed that she is going to sleep with the benefactor. 
for mm. getting her name in lights and being on stage. Mm. Okay? Which is bold. Yeah. Um, but but it gets to the end of the film and she offers herself to uh, to Nat Pendleton. And he just says, no, no. I, I just wanted you to be successful. I have mm. Ruby. And all the way through the film, you thought this was the sort of payoff for him yeah, and, well, gonna be sort the of, end and her. Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't happen. He says, "No, I'm I'm in love with someone else. I'm 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 good. You know, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, but very flattering. But yeah. uh, but he says, "No, no, no. Off you go. You've got Oswald. Off you go. Be happy." But it also turns out is that something else that happened previously in the film wasn't what we thought. So go I think on. we should uh, we should talk about that too. Go on then. All right. So the play is not going to be very successful <laughs> because there had been some press that had got into an advanced uh, dress rehearsal. Mm. And they'd, obviously, because like every other uh, correct-thinking critic in the world, had hated what they'd seen. <laughs> and so they were going to trash it. So they decide that to get the publicity up and running properly, they're going to kidnap Annie and squiddle her away so everyone wants to see it when she returns. Okay? Mm -hmm. Which is wonderful. However, throw the sparrow in the works is that Ruby is really, really jealous of Annie (laughs) because she thinks she wants to sleep with she wants to sleep with uh, Sylvester. Uh, And so she hires another guy to kidnap her from the kidnappers. (laughs) 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 Which is Fantastic. <laughs> By the way. Uh, but also, uh, right, so the twist ending in the end, we'll come to that in just a moment. So, yeah, so we've got a double kidnapping and neither of them are real. Mm. It's This is this is genius. Yeah, it's genius. It's a genius plot. It's 72 yeah. minutes as well. <laughs> yeah. True. But you keep saying that, but we keep getting that same damn song. <laughs> we took your heart. Right from the very start Keeps you in her heart Your mother That's one of my criticisms of this film. It's like, (laughs) for goodness sake, you don't need to stop the action and give us three minutes of the mother song again. Uh It's Uh like, we got the joke now. It's funny the first, like, you know, two or three times. When it gets, like, the fifth or sixth rendition, you're like, okay. I mean, I know the song's bad and she can't sing it. But it's like you don't have it going on in the background while a scene's going on or something. Don't stop the action and make everyone watch it. You know, your mother. It's a little bit like this. Perhaps it should have been ten minutes shorter. That's like my only criticism of it. Really, is that I um, can't disagree. I think I think I think it. I think there are forced dead spots, which I don't think it needed. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah, but as I say, right, we're going to spoil the ending. So. Mm -hmm. Big spoiler flash for anyone who's listening who hasn't seen this is the fact. I mean, this is brilliant. So, as I say, Annie has thrown herself at um, at Sylvester and sort of said, "Here, look, you've done all this for me, so you get to have me now." Basically, he said, "No, on your way, I have Ruby. All good." And she goes outside and she meets with Oswald, mm, and the ransom that they've that was there for the kidnapping, they have gotten, and it was their plan all along, (laughs) that this fake kidnapping would end up with them having 15 grand, by the way. Yeah, it's a lot of money, though. Isn't it? Mm. It was a lot of money. That is a lot of money now. (laughs) Should we see how much it is worth now? Oh, please do. Okay. That's worth... $350,000. Three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Holy crap! Yeah, yeah. The fact is, though, is that all they wanted—it's a—it's <laughs> a thing. All they wanted was a tomato patch. That was their lofty dream. <laughs> well, don't we all? <laughs> but as a twist ending, yeah. I didn't see that coming. No, it's cleverly done. Is that? Have you heard of Damon Runyon? The name rings a bell. There's a lot of this sort of storytelling in the 30s, and he always picked people who were, you know, not 
in high society and they had funny names and he wrote these sort of human interest stories but they were always very tongue-in-cheek and quite okay. funny like there's a film called lady for a day by frank capra and it's about an apple seller called apple annie and there's this gangster called dave the dude and every day he buys an apple from her and he's always had good luck and he's about to go into this big business deal and she's taken sick so he goes to find her and finds out she's got a daughter who lives in Spain and she's coming to visit this daughter and she's been telling this daughter all of her life I'm high society madame and um, I'm married to a very powerful woman we live in you know the top floor of the Biltmore and this kind of thing when in reality she's a street beggar and this daughter is bringing her fiance and his father over to New York finally to meet her after 20 years of being in on Europe at the school and this Apple Annie's had this breakdown basically so what Dave the Dude says, is he's like, well, I'm going to give you a fairy tale. So he turns all of his gangster guys into butlers and, you know, hires out a great big thing and gets this pool player to play her husband. And it's like a real New York fairy tale, but it's populated okay. by... The, the, uh, Nat Pendleton's in it, actually. It's it's like a really beautifully done Capra fable. Um, Damon Runyon wrote it. And this reminds me so much of that because it's like you got these really earthy characters with these really great names and there's a really yeah. funny situation at the heart of it but also it's kind of like it's a little bit caustic sometimes and as you say there are moments where you go, but it's 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 really sweetly done it's kind of a little bit of a fairy tale it's this one's it's just i, I just love this film i think, just mm. think it's so funny i think it's just hilariously done but yeah i anyway, mean sorry just I, remind I, me of Damon no no I, that's good i mean i obviously i was Incredibly glad that this wasn't a musical. Um, <laughs> uh, but then, yeah, I mean, you hear that, that, that bloody song so many bloody times. Bloody song over and over again. Yeah, yeah. My <laughs> word. God. Yeah, I won't be not able to hear that song for quite a while. But, um, but do you know what? It didn't, it, it, bizarrely, it didn't bother me that much mm. because... <laughs> it was it was dealt with in such a nice way and you know and you've got this you know hard-bitten gangster who's just started crying that's why i sort of said the sopranos you know when tony soprano mm. just started crumbling whenever he thought of his mum or his dad or whatever you know and, and it just it, obviously it's a, a lazy comparison but it's there mm. and um yeah so yeah i i didn't have a problem with the, the the music side of it at all you know oh, yeah, at least there wasn't a singing child because <laughs> then i would have killed someone <laughs> yeah. me. it's a little sparkler that's what mm. i think of it overlooked underseen i can understand why people haven't mm. seen it it's a tiny little comedy with, with mm. no massive stars in it but a really great handful of character actors um i think yeah. ned sparks is perhaps the standout, but him, him and Edward Everett Horton's little withering one-liners are what make this film mm. so funny for me. It's Ned Sparks when it's just his face whenever she's singing is just mm. so funny. Um, Edward Everett Horton, when he's just oh no, 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 that kind of thing all the time. Um, oh, I knew it would be Snodgrass, you know that kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it was uh, yeah. what, what was Ruby's line when? Um, oh yeah, uh, she said, but she's look, sort of looking Annie up and down, and she's just said, "Oh, she she wouldn't get bothered on a battleship," <laughs> <laughs> which is insanely harsh, <laughs> but it was very funny. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, I I I can't knock any of the, the cast in this. I mean, they all knew their assignments and they all did it incredibly yeah. well as you say mm. ned sparks i've never seen a man hold a cigar that long i mean it's <laughs> perpetually wedged in, in the corner of his yeah. mouth yeah yeah and uh yeah and he, and he played that really well and as i said the, uh oh, oh i and i did count by the way is the first opening seven minutes is that uh, they uh, decide? Uh, uh, oh, we should we should mention the film opens with them listening to a cozy little you know uh, dinner time drama on on the radio of of mm. a little mouse. <laughs> this <laughs> this gangster is listening to the story. And he says, "Oh God, I'd go wait to tomorrow to find out what happens to the mouse." <laughs> but yeah. 
they turn that off and Ruby puts on music and it's loud and intrusive and it lasted for seven minutes and I was there just wanting to peel my skin off going, just turn it down. <laughs> just turn it down. But well, that's thank a, you for that's making a minor it through, gripe. It's a minor crap. It's a minor crap. Um, but no, but no. I mean, what a lovely film. I mean, it's just um, yeah. And as you say, for a for a seventy odd minute thing, it doesn't mm. have to go through a lot. Yeah, it's a little cracker, and I'm really yeah. I'm really impressed with it. And um, yeah, I'm 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 trying to evangelise. And I think I think a lot of people have seen a lot of 1930s cinema. And if you like it, then um, this is one you should definitely. It belongs on one of those, you know, hidden gems of the thirties. Um, Agreed. Yeah, and and as I say, the sense of humour just translates so brilliantly. It does. It's, um... All right, then, my friend. Uh, yeah. So, how about a rating for uh, <laughs> singing like it? Oh, um, I'll give it an eight. I love it. I think it's a great film. It's a it's a cracking little film. Yeah, one of one of those four starers for me. I love it. <laughs> how about you? I I I liked it. I I, I did. I was I was so. So relieved it wasn't a musical. Um, it, although you did, to be fair, and give you uh, credit, you you did say to me this wasn't a musical when when you first suggested it. So I will give you credit for that. Um, Thank you. Uh, the the main song, dear God, that can rot in hell. It's up there with um, uh, what was that? Uh, 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 Honeymoon Hotel from uh, Footlight Parade. That they can all, but they can both burn together. Um, <laughs> Because, dear God, no one needs to hear them ever again. Uh, but, I mean, the performances are wonderful. This is a delight. Um, yeah. As you say, even though it's 70-odd minutes, it could be shorter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, hmm, I'm going to give it a seven for now. But Seven's it, fine, Smokey. It, it could. It you don't, could you don't have to match to my score. I, I I don't match you anyway. I'll <laughs> <laughs> like, give a seven for now. No, if it's a seven, it's a seven. That's fine. Se- that's, seven that's is very score. respectable. I, I I I did enjoy it. I think it's I think it's a very enjoyable film. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, and it uh, as you say is one of the sort of lesser seen films that uh, that we brought to 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 the show. I, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. It needs to be seen uh, by more people. And a little shameless plug here: it is in Adam's library because that's where I watched it. Yep. Oh, I, hell I yeah. five quid a month. <laughs> <laughs> Join my Patreon. Get access to my personal classic movie library. It's Actually, it all... do you know what we we joke around? But how many films are in that library now? It's. Well, I think the week after next, it will hit a thousand movies. Well, damn! I mean, yeah. that's a hell of a lot of entertainment, considering that Brighton Strangler is in there as well. So, I mean, that's yeah. the only one I ever watch. That and <laughs> singing like it, to be honest. <laughs> Let me ask you purely. We'll be on Thursday. Have you watched Brighton Strangler this week? I watched it on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, you have. Do you know why? This is Go a mega laugh. So on Saturday night. I went mm-hmm. to bed and I had a dream about it. <laughs> and was your you know dream the... strangle? No, strangle. the dream was I was at the Christmas party in the sing-along. <laughs> I was watching him with his pipe between his teeth going, Good King Wenceslas Lockdown. Yeah, um, I like that too. So, yeah, I, I woke up and I was like, oh, I need a bit of, I need a bit of Edward Grey. So I, um, I popped it on in the morning. I didn't watch it all. I watched about 40 minutes of it. And then I then I got up. Yeah, watched it of course bed. you did. Of course you did. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm in the car, I'm like, fancy a bit of Brighton Strangler. So I put the uh, the suspense radio play of the Brighton Strangler on, which is a half hour version. <laughs> distills a it half down hour to its, version. Yeah, it distills it down to its best bits. Can you believe that? It's like uh... um, it's like tar, the tar version. <laughs> <laughs> My word. Anyway, sorry. Uh, all right, no, don't mm. apologise for your kinks. <laughs> no kink shaming here. <laughs> so, Smokey, right. earlier on in the show, you said you'd picked the film for next time. Do you yeah, tell us? Uh, well, it, the next episode was going to be our, well, it is going to be our 30th episode. Oh, and, the big uh, one. Well, 
We, uh, at least I think it was. Yes. No, it, it, yeah. I think you're right, yeah. Probably anyway, about that, yeah. Um, so, I, I picked the Brighton Strangler for our last. I think it was for the 20th episode, I think. The original plan was I, I had a film for our 30th episode, and I wanted to, to bring it to the show. It was something that was, it, it meant something to me and you. Um, however, uh, as we talked about at the start of the show, uh, times have changed somewhat. And um, whilst I know you're not a massive fan of this film, I don't think you've ever given it a proper review. So I think it's time to change that. And uh, the reason we're going to change that it was because it was my dad's favourite film of all time. But okay. it's just not something you've really covered. It's not something I've really covered either. But we are going to 1959 and we're going to Some Like It Hot. Because it Some was Like It Hot? Dad's- yeah. Oh, okay. And I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I was like, oh no, it's going to be something I can't sound like a Western or something. No, no. It was just, it was his favourite film of all time. I, I bought him the poster of it and uh, it's in it's in his bar. Uh, it still is in his bar. Um, yeah, and, and it's just, but we've skirted around it a couple of times. We've talked yeah, about we it have, on the yeah. show. And we've never properly gone into your full thoughts on it. And you, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you've ever talked about it on that by Clarence or, or anything like that. Um, no. Well, let's see how my opinion changes between this and next year. Because what? it was one of the first films I ever bought when I was getting into old okay. cinema. And um, obviously I was new to old films and everything. And I remember it came in this sort of green video VHS edition. Mm. I got that North by Northwest and there was Gone with the Wind. And they were all these like the big library of like the classics. Your starter kit for Golden Age. Yeah, basically. (laughs) And that was one of them. And I remember thinking when I watched it, like because it was billed as the funniest film of Mm. all time. And I remember watching it and going... So that guy's, what's he trying to do? Pretend to be Cary Grant or something. Okay. Mm. And Marilyn Monroe is fine, you know, and and then George Raff shows up and mm. there's a bit of intrigue. And Jack Lemon was just like annoying. <laughs> and I remember I remember coming out of it going, oh, really? Is, is that like one of the greatest? Sort of, yeah. Since then, I mean, my sensibilities have changed and the things I find funny have changed. And, Me too. Um, I've often thought I must go back and watch. Um, something like it hot again because I wonder if you know mm. now that I'm a big Billy Wilder fan now that I oh, understand yeah. Jack Lemon and can see where you know t- what Tony Curtis was aiming for and that kind of you know I have a bit more context to it so that yeah. made me very happy that um, oh. this gives me an excuse to go back and watch it so well I'm I, I mean I, well, I, I'm trying to remember the last time I watched it it, it was with my dad and it, it's got to be blimey five or six years ago six okay. maybe more and um, so, and yeah. but I but I've never watched it with a critical eye, so I I'm quite interested to to check it out and and see what I properly think of it because it has been a while. So I I think I saw it thirty years ago. That's, wow. Yeah. So um yeah when I was seventeen or eighteen. Uh, I when up. you were seven. Your maths, okay. Always ten years out apparently. But yeah, no. I'm forty seven now. So. <laughs> So 30 years ago would be... I was going to cut that out before, and now I can't. (laughs) Damn it. Amazing. That's a savage editing job I've got to do. (laughs) Well, there we go. So, yeah, as I say, it's, you know, we we normally go for the more uh, uh, lesser-known films. But, yeah, I thought we should... A little tribute will do uh, some like it. Yeah, cool. That's good. As I say, I've been wanting to revisit it for a while. Thank um, you. I think I, I totally think that um, my opinion of it will be a lot better because I you know, I didn't really understand Maybe. who Cary Grant was and I didn't really understand the whole no. you know, how could they not know they were women and all that stuff. But now mate, I get it. Uh, uh, mate, you may hate hate it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. Yes. I, you I, never you know. know. I, it's held up as the funniest film ever. It's in a lot of top ten lists. I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure about that, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's uh, chucklesome. <laughs> but whether it's the funniest, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. It'll be better we'll than see. Kevin Smith films. So. Okay, right. So, hey, <laughs> we're back. We are back. <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> All right, my friend. Well, cool. 
Uh, who, who's taking this out? Oh, well, we argued at the start. Who? Intro, uh, I'm taking this out, right? Oh, you taking this out? Oh, you saying? Yeah, that? I am. Yeah. Fine, fine. It's my job. Leave it alone. Fine. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. Well, then take us out. No, you just said it was your job. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Anyway, it's been That's such fun talking about singing like it. It has wonderful. Fun. Um. Yeah. Next time, some like it hot. That'd mm-hmm. be fun. So I wonder yeah. what. I wonder if we're gonna get any correspondence about what we should think of it. So if you want to get in touch beforehand and give us your opinions of Some Like It Hot, mm-hmm. then you can do so at allthebestlines at gmail.com. Is that right? Very good. Yeah, cool. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, tell us what you think of Singing Like It, if you've seen it, and uh, tell mm-hmm. us what you think of Some Like It Hot, and we'll have a oh. big old bonanza extravaganza next time and um, we'll get Wonderful. all of your opinions as well as our own. Yeah, that sounds fun to me. Do it, do it, and don't be shy either. Actually, do it, okay? Because otherwise, Smokey's going to have to do his usual fake a load of emails. <laughs> <laughs> I have never, ever. Oh, do you remember that one that was like stripping of it? Oh, never mind. No. Never yeah, let's mind. not talk about that. Anyway, yeah, right, cool. Um, this has been great fun. Love you lots. And until next time. <laughs> yeah. All the best. Lions. Lions or lions. 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 All the best lions. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that'll do. Who always took your part right from the very start?